0: welcome 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 to another episode of small talk no more is the first show of the third series and i'm very excited to have with me david bass aka dave bass from yeah, yeah. music hello david Hello, how are you doing, Alex? I'm very good, man. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Nice to speak to you. No, same. Thank you so much for making some time for this. Um, So let's uh, maybe kick it off just by explaining who Dave is and what your experience is.
1: Hi, my name is Dave Bass, and I am one of the co-founders and directors of Theodore Music and Wait the Town as well. Mm. We are a music music supervision team that specialize in mostly TV commercials, but we also do some TV, film, uh, and we also do original composition.
0: Nice, okay, cool. So um, we always start all the interviews with a quick icebreaker game, so then we can listen things up and also for people to get to know who Dave really is. So are you ready for a quick yes. uh, q a hit me. Hit me. Yeah? Cool. yeah, so first question is, what's your favorite song or album?
1: Right. So at the moment, my favorite song uh, is this guy called Mustafa from Toronto. And it's a song called Stay Alive. And it's just incredible.
0: Okay.
1: Um, My favorite old song is Cause I Love You by Lenny Williams. Uh, It was a song that I had on my wedding day. And I love it. The strings are gorgeous. And it's just the most beautiful song. It's been sampled. it's, it's, It's incredible. Mm -hmm. My favourite album recently was the Salt album, Black Is, uh, which I think is incredible. And obviously, I don't know how to say his name properly, Par Salu, who's just been um, voted the, I think the BBC Sound of 2021. Oh, okay. He's a rapper from Coventry, I think. I think I might be right there. Mm -hmm. Amazing, really amazing album um and yeah some other good tracks obviously oh, i've got to give a shout out to the track by Get mozambique which i think was incredible produced by rookid mm-hmm. who we also did a mcvitties advert with nice which i'm very proud of
0: dropping a little bit of promo there drop a little bit of promo there <laughs> cool uh next question is what's the worst netflix show that you watched last year
1: yeah, oh, I can't I was I was looking through my Netflix I can't uh, decide what the work, I don't I don't watch them, like as soon as I watch one episode of something and I'm not feeling that I just turn it off. Yeah. But I can tell you some of the best ones I've seen. Like I'm okay. watching The Crown at the moment and The Crown and I never nice. thought I'd be into the Crown. it's not my sort of thing. I'm not really a big royalist, but yeah. So good. And the music is incredible as well. Yeah, like yeah, that's so it's true, like, yeah. so cinematic and like love it. Yeah, the crown's great
0: yeah i i got started watching it as well uh i haven't gone very far uh yeah because during christmas uh so it was my first official break since march so i said cool i'm just not gonna go on my computer i'm not gonna do any work and i did a marathon of game of thrones so i was watching mm-hmm. the crown yeah and i was like no i'm just gonna Game the Thrones is good but the end is so shit and then you're like I mean, yeah oh, like, um, <laughs> but I guess like a lot of people were saying, it's, it's shit because they had to wait for the end. They were waiting like weeks or months and years to see the end. But I watched the entire series, eight seasons, in three weeks.
1: And did you enjoy so, the ending? Did you enjoy it? Um, it?
0: It was it was a bit like yeah, bit it shit. was a bit. Uh, it left me a bit flat. I, I was not so upset. Yeah. About I'm guessing because I was not waiting for ages to actually see what was happening. I, I was like,
1: I was "Yeah, fine, right. yeah." So you weren't, yeah, yeah. But okay, so it's different experience, but yeah, yeah. definitely a shit ending. <laughs> <laughs> you just like what? Oh, he's dead. Oh, okay, yeah, like, that exactly. like, dude, the hot who for like nine months of my life or whatever has been like <laughs> the devil, just like that, just gone. Yeah. Like, okay, why didn't you just do that like eight months ago?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. um, uh,
0: No, but The Crown is, yeah, really, really good one. Um, cool, let's move on. So uh, what was your celebrity crush when you were a teenager? It was
1: the classic FHM loaded gang, Caprice and Kelly Brook. I think I had posters of them on my wall <laughs> um, when I was a teenager, definitely. Nice. Yeah, I know that one straight off the top. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay and then what is or which is your uh least favorite track of last year i
1: couldn't answer that either i was looking i couldn't i couldn't answer it because like, don't listen to music because it's like again if i listen to something and just don't like it i'll just turn it off um so i'm not going to answer that but i'm also just going to big up green tea peng as one of my favorite artists this year. Mm, okay. Uh, and James Vincent Morrow, I fucking love James Vincent Morrow. Big shout out to
0: Ken, Allen, and James Vincent Morrow. Nice.
1: Um, his new stuff is wicked as well.
0: Cool. Um, one of my favorite artists that I discovered them uh last year is Chico. Chica. Chica rapper. Oh, mm. you're missing out on so much. Chica. Man. Chica, yeah. C H I K A.
1: Okay. Chican, she's really. so good. Really, she where's she from? Uh,
0: she's from the US, I believe. Uh, okay. She's been nominated. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really I love good. all this
1: stuff, man. I, I'm a big fan. I was going to say like, I'm a big fan of um, UK well, A, UK hip-hop and UK rap and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like working with UK talents a bit, is a big passion of mine. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm throwing this in there. I think it kind of might relate to something we talk about later. But um, yeah, that's something I'm also really proud of is like working with some of the best UK up-and-coming producers and like singers mm-hmm. and stuff like that is something I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, yeah, just throw that in there.
0: Let me ask you a difficult question, hopefully, which is, uh, between time, money or music, you got to choose two of them. And then the other one you will never have in your life.
1: Oh God. <laughs> um, I could not ever have time. That wouldn't make sense. Right. Cause I, I would, I, I want to have a life. So a time right. I would have, I, I suppose, I suppose I have to say music, don't I, some music guy <laughs> 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 I'll just do without money. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't live without music. I would die. Yeah, right? music, music is my life, man. It's, it's yeah, I respect that. It's everything I do. It's the only thing I'm good at. So I think I would have to do music, and then hopefully the money would come. You know, I'd do the with time and music. I know I could make some money. Nice. I, I couldn't do any of the other way around.
0: Okay, cool. So who's someone you trust?
1: <laughs> my hairdresser. I de- yeah, my hairdresser because my as you can't see my hair because I'm wearing a beanie. It's uh-huh. not best uh I've ever had so and I fully uh, when my hairdresser was coming when he was allowed over I didn't have a mirror so he'd just come to my house cut my hair and I'd just shut my eyes and now I don't even look I just let him cut my hair which I think is amazing I never would have done that awesome that, and obviously my my team my work team trust all us, nice.
0: I suppose no I, th- I think that that's a good answer actually yeah you, you trust them yeah yeah trust
1: um not to fuck anything up <laughs>
0: um cool two more questions so one is if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice what would that be um the
1: classic just like appreciate everything a bit more i should have wish i should have spent more time practicing the piano learning an instrument i would have been like and also when i was making i used to make beats when i was younger I would have been like, "Don't give up making beats," because I could have been like making my own music for ads. I'm just smashing it. I yeah. wish I was. A, I wish I had a proper studio and I could make proper music. Yeah. Um, that's something I really miss. And then um, probably would have said, "Don't go out with that girl for seven years." That <laughs> I did. I <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I would have probably said, "Spend a bit more time having fun on your own." Uh, yeah, fair enough. When I was that age, I didn't.
0: And then uh, that's it, really. Yeah. That I think that's been quite challenging is the fact that um, you know, the work that we do, so anything to do with the arts, anything creative, has kind of been put aside as something that's not yeah really essential. It's it's been put as something that is, you know, yeah, like like you know, like this and B that said, you know, you you should start consider if you're a musician, you should consider start finding a real job. Yeah. So if if the government is actually telling you that yeah, uh, maybe if you actually want to have a job, you should get yeah, you know, I know working fine or something like that. And if you're a musician, yeah, you chose the wrong path. So stuff like that also affects quite a lot, especially if you work with creatives.
1: We're an independent company. We don't have like a parent company or people. You know, we're quite small. Think we just just trunched on through, man. Like like I said, we we met up twice a week. We talked about the plan, like what we could do to survive, what we might need to do to survive, and just executed it. And we were lucky that we, you know, we were, we, we were okay. We had, you know, yeah. quite a good year to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Was there anything different you guys did? Is there anything different from other years that kind of helped you to have that successful year?
1: Um, I think the, t- I think we worked as a team incredibly well, which I'm not sure every company does, uh, via zoom, like we were, um, we were we're in, we're an incredibly team focused company anyway. Um, i think we we all felt like we were all there for each other on whatever work was happening and um there was a real like camaraderie ethos to everything mm. getting through this getting through this like we were all getting through this together kind of thing like for the company we all want we all want to work for this company everyone loves it we need to make sure it's, it's still here um i guess we you do more proactive things in terms of you know, in terms of the creative landscape changing a bit with music briefs and you know that certain tracks are going to be asked for and certain style music. So you might, we go out our way to make sure we're loaded up with with music that we think we're going to be briefed on Mm -hmm. Uh, and just try and be as well prepared as you can. And I think just servicing people, like, like just making sure you nail everything you work on and you deliver it on time and people just come back to you because it's your tr- your trustworthy reliable person during unreliable times
0: yeah you know, how how do you find the, the work with with composers were were they like you know more apt for work or do you struggle yeah. to, to get composers to do well, your- I
1: think it actually worked in our favor in a way because well especially only with composers who were lucky enough to have home studios or had access to a studio they could get to but everyone's at home a lot of people would not you know, not a lot to do. No one was doing any live shows or anything. So yeah. we we had a lot of composers asking, you know, asking for briefs, saying, you know, I'm at home, I've got times. It was great. And we even could get access to the bigger names that you might not, you know, might not expect. We actually mm-hmm. did something, um, for example, we did something really cool um, with the NHS, with Birdie, where we wanted to use oh, nice. her re-record of um, People Help the People reject the cherry ghost and she she was at home like she re-recorded the track for us uh for like on a gratis awesome. thing because so it was for the nhs which was amazing um at home she did like three versions for us over a weekend uh, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing you would never get to have birdie like she's yeah. huge she so getting, short notice, just yeah. got a single drop in i think this week or last week and um yeah stuff like that is just like amazing to happen so that that was an example of of lockdown helping us out
0: okay so do you think that that then is uh it's a positive thing for for you and also for musicians the fact that you're able to then collaborate with bigger names or do you think that that is going to start being more of a limitation for smaller ones because you know the bigger composers are available so then the smaller ones will get less work do you think Yeah,
1: yeah maybe maybe but ultimately i think um obviously the bigger names are much more expensive, generally speaking, and a lot of the time the, the music budgets don't allow for you to even go to a big name. You, it's, you wouldn't want, even want to go to them with a fee that's so low it would be embarrassing. Um, but uh, I think, it, yeah, I think there's always a demand for big name composers. Depends on the creatives if they care about the music or if they're interested in, in the music. But I, I still think most of the time the composers we use are not big name composers well they are in the sync world in the ad world or tv ad world but they're not like artists in their own right necessarily kind of famous
0: okay so Um, what's normally your your criteria then for for selecting the the criteria for me
1: selecting a composer the criteria is the skill set and it's like is this composer write for this brief. If it's a hip-hop brief, does this composer know how to make authentic hip-hop beats? Um do they have the best samples if it's an orchestral brief and we're not recording anything live. Is it someone who I know if it does go to record live would be able to take that to a studio and conduct an orchestra. So it's about picking the person in, in terms of the skill set, reliability, you need to make sure you've got someone who's going to deliver on time. Um, and yeah I think and and trust that you know they're going to nail the brief
0: yeah so is this is this a good time then for um, for you to start experimenting and working with people that you do not know? Or do you think they're safer, especially right now, that's a bit uncertain for you to work with people that you 100% know that will deliver?
1: Um, I don't think COVID matters. Like we always work with people we don't know. So we uh, get hit yeah. up a lot from composers and we're always researching composers we like. So if you're watching a TV show and you think the music's good, you'll check out who did the music. Uh, and we we try to meet with every composer that we can um and i generally on when i'm working on briefs i'll always try and brief someone new okay. Um we don't tend to farm briefs out but if i'm working on a job where i've got maybe two or three composers um i will always like to tr- try someone new on that to see you know and to expand your your network and to expand your 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 composer roster and stuff i think it's really good so yeah we're always doing that anyway um and you know some of the some of the composers I used the most were those composers I gave like one shot to, just gave one brief, they nailed it, and then I went back for more. It's like that's how it works. <laughs> yeah,
0: not fair enough. So, yeah. um, do you think that that is going to help you have more of a successful year? Um, you know, in terms of uh, fulfilling briefs. So actually, yeah, exactly. Do do you think what what would a successful year now, mm-hmm. even if it's uncertain, still. So, what would a successful year look like? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, a successful year would look for me like being busy at the moment, just staying busy work-wise, making sure that the work is coming in. Um, being happy, I think, it's quite mm-hmm. important to be successful. And um I mean, and maybe a, a couple of awards along the way might be nice. Nice. Right.
0: Um,
1: and then generally. No one leaving the company, like, means you're, I'm being successful. People want to work here. Um, and, yeah, I think um, the quality of work, like, making sure you work on things you want to work on, you work with people who you like to work with. Um, breaking new composers is a great part of success. Uh, discovering new tracks, discovering the hottest new band, whatever it is, like, that's all, those are all success stories for me. Um, yeah, man. Okay
0: no that sounds really cool man um so do you think that there's there's still um more opportunities to come? do you think that um you know this year can still be better than last year or yeah what what was what's your point of view there do you think that uh,
1: I think it's this gonna be, be challenging i mean I don't know like who knows what the year is gonna come by I think it's gonna be a bit similar at the moment i can't i can't I don't know when the end is yet still yeah f- especially in England, so it's like I think it's just gonna be a bit more of the same. I think some brands are still nervous about certain types of ads and creative at the moment. Um, and also, I'm not sure how lockdown is affecting new shoots and stuff and new ads mm-hmm. to be made. Good point. I'm not sure if we're gonna see more Zoom stuff like footage stuff or relicenses of older ads, or I don't know if that will that will happen um hopefully not but um i mean there's always opportunity you know I'll meet new composers i'll definitely hopefully meet more people do loads more zooms everyone will have more time to hang out and like all that kind of stuff will be good but i am i am excited to get back out there and meet people in person and all that kind of stuff that goes with what we do that i'm really missing um and sitting in a room with creatives listening to music talking about it looking at their face like you can't you can't beat that with Zoom. It's, yeah, it's not the same.
0: I think I think it's very. Uh, I really admire the fact that you you've got a very positive um, <laughs> view of what of what's gonna come. I guess that my my mindset has been a bit corrupted by you know being on the news all the time and you know reading mm. what's going on. And so, I guess that that even if you want to stay informed, that obviously is gonna affect you negatively so i think that it's, it's actually really encouraging the fact that you you're saying you know one of the something that's going to make a year successful is the fact that i'm going to be happy and that there's there's a key there, at the end of the day i think there's there's a key thing to be honest because... I hope
1: so. well you've got to think like that during these times or you go you go crazy i did it I'm like, that's it i just got i got you got to be positive especially when you're like running a business as well not that i run it on my own but when you've got people that Hopefully, up to you and stuff. You need to be strong and fucking get through it. Yeah, you
0: know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, cool. No, the thing that's I uh, really admire there, to be honest, Thanks, I really, really admire. <laughs> Uh probably that something that we could move now on is if you've got any any top tip for you know composers, music makers, for that
1: okay. thing. Uh when you can do face-to-face meetings, like meet the person, build a rapport, build a relationship, go out, get pissed with them, all that kind of thing. <laughs> like build your network. Honestly, like 100 percent that's like really important. Uh composer tips, like make sure you've got really good samples, really good sounds. Make sure you deliver on time. Make sure you're reliable. If you're a composer, like get to know supervisors. Yeah. A lot of the ad work will, will go through them, so build a relationship with a supervisor. Mm-hmm. Don't just uh, work on the big money briefs. Like do the small ones too, because that will lead on to big money, big money jobs. Be a bit flexible if you can, because like supervising jobs is sometimes really stressful. And when composers get a bit funny about little things, it can put you off working with them again uh, make sure you don't use any uncleared samples in your track or I'll yeah. go nuts <laughs> um, and um, push yourself man like push yourself creatively like try different genres of music and styles and work out what you're really good at and um,
0: yeah that's what I'm say. And that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Alex and this is Small Talk No More. We'll see you again next week.